The Info Arcade is a completely fan-produced show of the fan-controlled sports and entertainment network. The first ever open-source professional sports league controlled entirely by you, the fans. If you'd like to watch live, tune into our Twitch, YouTube, or social media channels every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Now, it's time for the Info Arcade with Jaden Stanley. What is going on, guys? How are we doing? Welcome to this week's rendition of the beautiful number we call the Info Arcade Show. And with me each and every single week, we've got AJ King Call and Kyle, the stat head Sheridan. What's up, fellas? How are we doing? Good. I'm real good. Oh, yeah. He's real good. He's How about you, Stathead? I'm a little sick, so I'm you know I'm considering this my flu game. I don't have the flu; I have a cold, so it's a cold that, game. That was me last week. I it ran the deep. show with the flu, and it you was gave terrible. it to me. Why did you do this? I gave it to you through the airwaves, and I apologize. So <laughs> let's hope that AJ can stay healthy uh, through, through AJ this down beautiful with stream. Us. It's, it's you know like Fairly Odd Parents. It's like, how'd you get that toy? Internet. How'd you get the flu? <laughs> Internet. Internet. <laughs> Uh, you know what else is sick? Uh, the sales happening over at fcf.io. Go to the shop. They've got some awesome deals. I'm trying to clearance out some last minute stuff. So I'm just saying, like, if you want to get some good deals, like I saw jerseys on there yesterday, guys. Jerseys for twenty bucks. Twenty dollar jerseys. Twenty bucks. And uh, I actually just happened to get my Creator Pass uh, code in from uh all of the um what is that uh all the nfts that we got throughout the season of the oh, top yeah. plays what, what is it called i just blanked on the name help me out here what is it called oh it's gonna I'm kill me on the name Why what the perks the, the ira utility perks no, no no you know the the match highlights uh nfts somebody help me uh, out eternal here. eternal yes so uh, I the hit ones my... that are no longer eternal yeah yeah anyway they sent me my uh, prize for hitting the creator pass, and so I got oh. I got a gift card to the to the FCF shop. <laughs> I was like, "What level. creator pass? I, I'm not, I don't have any free." Sorry. Merch anyway, from, so like... I went shopping yesterday. I actually got some really cool deals. You guys can get some good deals too at FCF. Uh, io. Go to the shop. Kong, check out the FCF store. Uh, yeah, dude, I wanted that. I actually just. I just got a, two shirts. Like I just got some standard FCF and FCH gear because I needed it. But the Donkey right. Kong is the Donkey Kong shirt is on my Christmas list, and so if I do not get it as a gift, I'm gonna buy it after Christmas. So, fair, fair. yeah, it's gonna happen. Anyway, guys, it is December the sixth. Last time we did this show, it was November. It's November no more, and now we are moving into the holiday season. There's so much to talk about uh, on today's show, so we're going to get right into it. With first up, let's take a look. Here we go. Let's go. All right. Here's the deal, guys. We got some breaking news earlier this week, and we got even more breaking news on the same topic, the same person. I didn't think I would be talking about this today, but Baker Mayfield, guys, he got dropped the other day by the Panthers to the surprise of no one. But what was a surprise was the Rams' desperation to fill that quarterback spot with the injured Matt Stafford. And who do they turn to? The guy without a home, Baker Mayfield. The only home that man has is the Heisman house. And now he's headed to LA as well to be a Ram quarterback for the remainder of the season. They're going up against the Raiders this week. I want to know your thoughts. How do we feel about Baker being a Ram in the stead of Matt Stafford? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Why? Like, uh, you couldn't find anybody else? I, I mean, they could have. They just don't want to. Hold on. I, I think it's like, hey, let's look at available quarterbacks. And then it's like, you know how you have those recently received emails or, like, the, like, 
most recently bought item. This is what's going to pop up first. Yeah. This is Baker Mayfield in the QB's, like, up next list. Like, he just got dropped, and he's like, hey, first up, Baker Mayfield. Do you want him? He he, he just was on a team. I, I mean, I could think of several FCF quarterbacks that you could have called and probably would do a better job than Baker Mayfield. I, I, I mean, yeah. I, maybe they want to finish – Okay, I, it was hard to say strong there. They're three and nine. I don't. You, oh, you know, you know, they well, got not, Baker to secure their number one draft pick spot. That's there you it. Go. Yo, that double is digit it. number for Baker. They just announced he's rocking seventeen. I. That's like about, the most interesting thing about this signing, in my opinion. Which is about how many minutes I expected him to stay at, signed for before they got rid of him, but he's still there. So. I don't know. I, I like Baker Mayfield. I wanted him to achieve really well at the Browns. He didn't do well in Carolina I, at all. I just, I don't know. I, think- I, I believed. I was a Baker believer. I thought he was the answer in Cleveland, especially with that playoff run. And then he just, pew, and I was like, well, uh, I, I, hey, you know. It is what it is. Do you guys think that he stays on the roster through the offseason as a backup quarterback? You're thinking no. they just release him? I don't, I don't think I mean, it's worth it. I mean, well, maybe they don't have a first round draft pick, so I don't see them getting a quarterback. So they might just rock with Baker and like, they're going to, they might lose McVeigh and all of their studs, especially if Donald retires. If yeah. like, I believe McVeigh said, if Donald Stafford and I think cup goes, he's gone and Donald and Stafford are hurt. Cup's just going to try and be the entire offense. I think the Rams are just going to explode and then they're going to suck for a while again. It's crazy to think that last year's Super Bowl champion is now in the ultimate rebuild with just everything that's happening. Like Stafford, Stafford's spinal cord injury has so many red flags and questions up in the air. You don't know with that kind of injury, like what kind of state a guy is going to be in when he comes oh, back? Oh, Cup is on IR. I forgot about that. Yeah, there's no way. But it's not crazy because they basically just traded. They they made a deal with the devil to get a, a ring. They got that ring. They have no, you know, first round picks for like the next couple of years. Like they have very low picks. They were making deals just to get a ring. Everyone got a ring they can go home now and whoever comes out as the coach for the Rams next has a lot of work to do. I'm not at all surprised that this has happened to them. Yeah. It's, it's a mess. Uh, let us know in the chat. Who do you think should be a quarterback in LA? If not Baker Mayfield, who do you guys think it should be? Like if out of the free agents, we know that are out there. There's, there's a few standouts. There's a few good options. I'm just saying. I don't know. I don't know, man. I'd love to hear from the chat on that. You guys chime in throughout the night. We'll come back to this topic. But the show must go on, and the show is indeed going on over in Qatar. The World Cup's happening. They just finished up the round of 16. I know King Cosmo been waiting to talk about this all day. Uh, we have our bracket set for the quarterfinals. Um, honestly, I'm not surprised. Uh, the final teams are Netherlands. They they edged out the U.S. They're going to be taking on Argentina, who de- destroyed uh, destroyed uh, Australia. I mean, it's Lionel Messi. What are you going to do? Croatia taking on Brazil. England taking on France. That is the match to watch right there. And then Morocco taking on Portugal. And can we talk about the Portugal game today? <sighs> there is so much controversy happening around Cristiano Ronaldo. He is being released from Manchester United. He's going to be playing in Saudi Arabia. He gets benched. He gets benched for this game. And there's apparently some some stuff going on behind the scenes with the Portugal head coach and him just not seeing eye to eye. They sit him on the bench and they replace him with Ramos, who scores a hat trick in the place a Cristiano Ronaldo and Portugal goes on to win six one. I'm just, that team is scary. You guys, that Portugal team looks 
scary. AJ, I know you want to talk about it. Take it away, buddy. What do you think about your <laughs> squad in Portugal right now? Uh, I'm I'm very happy with what's going on in Portugal, and I'm excited uh, about the way the bracket has fallen for them. Uh, Morocco, Spain today was wild. Morocco really put on like a very tough, like I'm gonna say steel wall. I know the like the historical connotations to it, but Jesus, it was a steel wall, like physical yeah. steel wall. They stopped Spain. One of like the most creative, highest ranking teams in the world from scoring. And then the goalkeeper. We got to talk about the goalkeeper in Morocco. Yeah. The dude stopped three penalties in a row. And that basically sealed it for Spain yeah. getting through. So that was huge for me. I was watching that game because well, you look I at wanted Spain, They put seven goals. They put seven goals on Costa Rica like two weeks ago. Yeah, like they Morocco's look like an offensive team. powerhouse, man. And Costa Rica is not a bad team. No, they held the Roma Germany. They, I mean, they they did a really good job. Uh, so, they got eliminated, but you don't expect to see Spain lose to pins. Like, oh, I loved it. I loved it because I feel like Morocco's. I don't want to say an easier team, but. I am less nervous about Morocco than I was of Spain. I think Spain matches up with Portugal's play style better than Morocco. Now, having said that, the Portugal game today was awesome. I was nervous. I'm a huge Ronaldo fan. I think he's one of the best players in the world. I still think he's better than Messi. He's literally the all-time goal scorer in international soccer. And that's only that's over, you know, an amazing Persian player who just had like what a hundred some goals. So this is nuts that he he beat that. Yeah. Now, I still think he deserves a start. Having said that, I think he's not going to get started for a while now. Ramos played off his rocker. Yeah. To score a hat trick and be the first one in this World Cup to do it is great for the youngster. It well, shows it kind of makes you wonder, like, if Ramos is that strong, if he's that strong as a striker. Why not run a dual threat on the front? Why not run two a, a two striker approach, slim your midfield down from three to two? I I just I don't understand why you wouldn't go with that and just be like just an unrelent unrelenting offensive push. But I mean, dude, they they showed off today. They did, and quite I, frankly, I like it. I I. I'm very interested to see how this is going to go because they're going to take on the winner of, of, okay. So who are they playing up against? They're playing up against Morocco. They're going up against Morocco. I think Portugal has the slight edge over that. Uh, they play the winner they, of England and France. And then yeah, they play the winner of England and France after that. That, that which, is nerve wracking to me. I, I'm, I think France is a powerhouse, but England has also been showing up this world cup. If I will, out of the two who I want to face, definitely not France. So I'd, I'm hoping it's England that kind of comes up. I wouldn't even yeah. say it's an upset. I, I had France taking the whole thing, to be honest, because Antoine Griezmann and Kylian Mbappe are just, they're just legends, bro. And Kylian Mbappe is the, he's the guy. He's the man. Yeah. Um, And also, too, like, I will say this, not just as a Tottenham Hotspur follower and fan, but like, Hugo in the goal has always been an amazing keeper and he's, he's notoriously known as one of the best. He helps set up that France defense. It'll be interesting to see his teammate, Harry Kane go up against him on the England side when they play uh, next week. Uh, but then on the other side of the bracket, you know, you've got Netherlands, Argentina. I think that game's over. They, there's a reason they play the games. You know, we saw the Netherlands just completely put to bed the young hopes and dreams of the uh, American side. But uh, I don't think they're going to get any farther against Argentina. And then Croatia, Brazil. I don't know. I think the Netherlands have a better chance than people are giving them. Everyone is so enamored with Messi. And and I think the Argentinian squad at times has looked lost, especially in that opener against Saudi Arabia. Yeah. They've definitely like come back and gotten that team play going, but I still think the Netherlands have been and always 
probably will be a powerhouse because they're huge. They're yeah. massive dudes. That height. They can run and get like yeah. a lot of momentum going. So as the much as on defense shuts down any kind of free kicker or corner type of set piece, it really does. Like they are able to intercept those passes on defense. Um, so I don't know, man. Like you're right. There's a reason to play the matches. How many upsets have we seen this this past few weeks? Like, I'm I'm really know. hoping Croatia does another uh, Cinderella story and beats Brazil. If, if I had it my way, like I said, I've said it before. I'd love to see Portugal, Argentina, and then Portugal just powerhouses Argentina yeah. in the end. Yeah, um, I mean, but here we are. Five uh, of the eight teams no. are the are the top players. Like France, Argentina, Brazil, uh, Portugal, England, like. It's who you expected to be there, and they're there. And so the question is, who's going to close out in these quarterfinals? I, I don't know. but Yeah, we have one, two, and three literally ranked, the top three ranked in FIFA in the finals. The nice thing is that at least two of them are playing each other this week. So Yep, in England and France. And actually, fun fact, they played each other last year in the semifinal. Or not last year, but the last World Cup, they played each other in a semifinal. Uh, France beats England. England goes to play the third place game. So if England or France loses here, they don't have that luxury of going to fight for third place. They're going home. So I feel like there's a lot more on the line this go round. Uh, But yeah, it's going to be really interesting uh, just to kind of see. And I mean, I'm curious to see how the U.S. is going to look in four years. Four years is a lot long time. Oh, should be way better at that point. Oh, I agree. But uh, man, let's just see how the rest of this World Cup plays out because a lot of legends, a lot of people are going to be uh, out. This is their last World Cup. Um, Messi, uh, Ronaldo. But I mean, maybe Ronaldo doesn't matter when you have guys like Ramos taking a spot. Like, I don't know. But that's why we play the games. That's why it's the most beautiful game. And we're excited to see how it's going to wrap up. In Qatar, uh, only two more weeks, guys. That's it. Two more weeks. Closes out on the 17th. Okay, I'm going to say it now. If Portugal wins the World Cup, I'm going to get a shoulder tattoo with my NFT. Oh, okay. Nice. Nice. Got to love those NFT perks from the Ballers. Oh, yeah, that's great. Anyway, let's get into some more sports. I know we can talk about soccer all day, but we got to talk about American football. You know what I'm talking about? We got to talk about some college football. The Heisman finalists have been announced. We've got, to no surprise, Caleb Williams having a crazy year over at USC after transferring from OU with Lincoln Riley. Uh, He is definitely one of the favorites to win up against CJ Stroud, quarterback at Ohio State. Another standout year. Uh, Max Duggan. The, the guy you yeah. ever wants to win, I feel like, because he's yeah. just got I mean, he wasn't even a starter week one. Nope. And he made it all the way to the Heisman. I hope he wins. I like, I really like Duggan. Uh, and then Stetson Bennett. I mean, the man is notorious for what everything he's done at Georgia. I mean, reigning national champions. Looks like they're about to run it back, being in the number one spot again. I mean, those Bulldogs are unreal and Stetson Bennett's been leading the way. So those are your four finalists. I want to know guys, who do you, who do you think is going to win it? Who do you want to win it? Let's talk Heisman. Hmm. Uh, Stathead, I'll let you start this one, buddy. Two, two different, two different things. Who do I want to win it? I want Duggan to win it. I love yeah. a good story. I love chaos. We established this. Yes. Utah beating USC. Chaos. You called Beautiful. it. By the way, I call, I'm so proud of that. I want Duggan. Duggan, like I, I, I like Duggan. I like a good. You know, he didn't start. Now he's here and he played his butt off and he got there. Who do I think's gonna win? I think it's gonna come down to Stroud and Williams. And I, I think if if the hype is if the hype like no, I, I know I know what you say. If the hype is like backing these voters, I think unfortunately Stroud would win. I think statistically Williams is better, but I love Bennett. I like he's my number two right behind Duggan. I love he's he's like he's my age. 
Mm. Not another 97 baby. Been in college for what feels like forever. And I also understand that feeling. And he's just coming out and he's doing what he did in the championship like last year. He's just balling out with Georgia. But the thing with Bennett, and that's the most criticized, is that Georgia team is stacked. Yeah. And like, he, he doesn't have the stats other than the win record to show his value there. Like, right. He's I, purely in on value. But uh, and what he's done for this Georgia offense. Still good. Not no knocking him, but like that Georgia team is crazy. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I, I I look at this for for me. I think the obvious answer, if you're just going stats, is going to be Williams. But the thing is, how much are they going to weigh? Stats, wins, big games, leadership, value to a team. How much does that like play into that deciding factor? Because if that's the case, it's going to be Max Duggan. If wins are a big factor, it's Bennett. They're undefeated still to this day. They actually won their conference championship. Ohio state didn't make their conference championship. TCU. I literally just got stabbed in my chest watching that game as a TCU fan, watching them lose to Kansas state. They couldn't pull off the dub. USC gets blown out by Utah. So you got three of the four Heisman candidates all lost their conference championships or didn't even get to show up. And Stetson Bennett showing that he is, you know, again, undefeated. Running it back again, maybe. We'll see. And he was runner-up last year in the Heisman, so maybe they say, hey, bud, we, we, yeah. oh, we probably should have given it to you last year. We're going to give it to you this year. I, I don't know. We, we'll we see. AJ, what do you think, man? You keep shaking your head. I, I feel like you've got some opinions here on this Heisman race. It's Bennett. He deserves yeah. it. There it yeah. is. <laughs> exactly like you said. He yeah. should have won it last year. He didn't. Second place. Okay, fine. Junior. The man does exactly everything you guys said. He comes back, runs it back undefeated, and will probably be national champion again. Knock on wood. Now, if that's not Heisman winner worthy, I don't know what is. Now, mm-hmm. second of that, if you compare everything these guys on the other that are in the running have done, it's nothing to scoff at. Like you said, Caleb Williams has been putting up massive like stats over 4,000 yards passing, 37 touchdowns, only four interceptions, as well as like almost 400 rushing yards and 10 touchdowns yeah. in a sophomore season. That's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, that's worthy of attention. But it's his sophomore year. If he yeah. chooses to go to the NFL, that's one thing. But he has potentially two more years to continue and make even more records happen. Yeah. Now. It is more important if you compare these guys right now, if you put them in the NFL, who will probably do best? And mm. if you're telling me like that, that anyone else is better than Stetson Bennett, you're crazy. I'm the man you is literally a team leader and has done what the others haven't. And he's yeah. going to do it again. Well, I would argue that Duggan has been the best all around. Like, like, he isn't an expert in the stats. He doesn't win the stat column. He doesn't have the wins column that uh, Stetson Bennett has, but he has the leadership column. I would say out of out of the three, if yeah. not if if not Stetson, Stetson's up there too in the leadership column. I feel like he like takes second place across all of those, or or is first place in those. That's why I think he's my all around pick. I think he would do really well in the NFL, but I really think that win record is going to hold him over. Being able like falling short. Uh, albeit to you know a top ten team, uh, it doesn't matter. You fall short, you lose the conference championship. Like, I feel like that's got to count against you. Setson Bennett though, does he have the stats to say he's a Heisman winner? That's what it's going to come okay. down to is how they weigh stats versus wins and leadership. Even, on the field. even if you're doing stat comparison, he's not that shabby. Like even in comparison, the man threw up. 3,000, almost 3,500 yards, 20 touchdowns, and only had six interceptions. And he also ran for seven TDs. Like, by comparison, that's not much different. It's only, what, 500 passing yards and, like, three rushing touchdowns less than the guy Uh, that you guys are touting. Yeah, shout out, honestly, shout out to the guy that didn't make the list that I absolutely was sold was going to, Blake Corum. I don't 
I don't know why he didn't wasn't even nominated. I don't think he would have won, but at least a nomination. Blake Corum popped off this year. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying, like, look at what the man has done over time. And to me, what makes a winner or someone deserving of a title or like an award is how many championships they've won. What do they did for their team? Yeah. Who's the leader? Yeah. Well, and that's where I'm like, honestly, why do we have to give the Heisman out before the college football playoff? Can't we give it out after? I yeah. want to see the Titans battle it out in the college football playoff because we do have the final four set. It's Georgia versus Ohio State in the first game, Michigan that's, against TCU. That's Guess a fun what? Williams had an amazing stat year, but he didn't make the college football playoff, baby. He I think that should take him it. out instantly. I feel exactly. I feel I, like I it should. Out. He didn't win his conference championship, and the, and he didn't. He had two losses in the season as well, and they did not make the college football playoff. So to me, that eliminates him all it's the way. The, it's those four thousand passing yards. That's what does it. I like. Really, I, I, really, I I'm, I'm team. I'm team Duggan or Bennett because I love both of them. I think, in my opinion, Caleb Williams and C.J. Stroud, their name just gets shouted the loudest. I think those are the guys come draft time that are going to get drafted really high. I think Duggan and Bennett are going to be later round draft picks, but I think they're going to produce the most. They're going to have the most yeah. fire in their belly. Um, but let's see what happens in this college football playoff oh my God, before these we decide the winner. Please. Like, these I wanna, playoffs are so fun. I want these guys to earn it. Through these through these playoffs, all but that's the, not gonna all happen. All the potential championships we could get, obviously Georgia versus like I would love Georgia versus TCU. I think that'd be a David Goliath feel. But we could also get Michigan versus Ohio State, which would be a bloodbath. Yeah, and and then and also Michigan, uh Michigan, Ohio State, the rivalry. The, oh my the god, second would... time they've played this year. Ohio be... State saying we deserve to be in that Big Ten championship game, but we didn't even make it. So we're gonna we're gonna duke it out here in the I national just, championship. Like that's a cool story. I don't but know. Then Georgia, Michigan, that. man, the number one and the number two, like going head to head. Michigan playing off, like just just out of their minds right now against this Georgia team. Who's like, look, we're here to prove it. We are them. We are going all the way again. So, dude, I'm excited for this college football playoff. Um, it's it's gonna be insane, and the Heisman oh race God. just makes it even better. Of course, I'm pulling my for my Horn Frogs. Do or die. I don't care. I bleed purple. That's how I am. Um, and dude, we're we're gonna watch some awesome football games the rest of this year. Got some even good regular BCS bowls too that are happening. Uh, so excited to kind of see some of those play out as well. And we'll dive into more of the BCS bowl matchups next week on this show. Uh, and so we will go into that then but until then let's continue on we're going to go into our gaming and entertainment segment of the show uh guys speaking of awards talking about the heisman got another big award show this thursday the game awards happening this week uh jeff not uh jeff Keeley is like seriously you know one of the all-time greats uh, I love watching his. I love watching his content, his news all through the years. Now he's been running the Game Awards for a few years now. It's one of my favorite things to look forward to. I actually anticipate and look forward to the Game Awards more so than E3 these days because obviously E3 hasn't existed, but it's just been awesome. Um, we've got Game of the Year candidates coming in, and I don't know if you guys have taken a look at this list or if you guys have even had the chance to play. Uh, any of these games, but I wanted to get your take on who you think is the game of the year out of their nominees, uh, which are A Plague Tale Requiem, uh, mm. Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Those are your six contenders for game of the year. Several mm. PlayStation exclusives in there, which shout out to Sony, like well done getting on the map. Uh, with some incredible games this year. Uh, but who do you guys have winning mm. the game of the year? Um, it's tough. it's it's tough for sure. I like again, chaos straight is a cap, but realistically, I think it's gonna come down to Elden Ring, and I think God of War is gonna make a push. But was God of War released too close? 
too close to game wards. I think Elden Ring because that that dominated like most of 2022. Like I really think Elden Ring is going to take it. I still think people are like right now playing that. I I think I think it was big, and like that's not to knock any of the other games. All those games are fantastic, but you didn't hear enough about Horizon. I I barely heard about Xenoblade, and I know Xenoblade's a great series. Stray was pretty big, but and like a Plague Tale, I'm sure is great. But really, it boiled down to how long was their name in that ring? How long were they relevant? And like Elden Ring was just it 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 took a while for something else to come up and knock it off. Yeah, for sure. I I mean, I think I think it's got to be Elden Ring or God of War. We didn't hear much about Horizon Forbidden West or Xenoblade, like you said. Um, Plague Tale, amazing story. Great team working on that game uh, at Asobo Studios. But I just don't think they they have the votes. They just don't. They don't have the jury. I think it's got to be those mainline titles like God of War or Elden Ring. The question is, like, let's be honest. These are voted on by a panel of reporters and game gaming enthusiasts. And while Elden Ring is you know, a really top tier game. It is a, it's a souls game. Yeah. Yeah, it's it hard is. As hell. It, it is a souls game. It is a souls game. It is difficult. A lot of people, anytime they see from software, you know how they beat that game. They just go, boop. I turn off my console. We're done. I'm not even going to touch it. Right. And the question is how many people journeyed into Elden Ring enough to give it a W give it the win for game of the year mm. versus God of war. Also very difficult franchise, really tough to play, but it just has that fan base. It's a, it's got that draw. It is a Sony exclusive title. Does that help it? Does that hurt it? I don't know. AJ, who do you think has got game of the year? My friend. Uh, I think they're just going to go with the big name. It's going to go God of war. Yeah. I think it's just easy. Everybody's yeah. going to be like, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I just think it's wild that Sonic Frontiers has just gone out and it's got fan vote. <laughs> uh, if you go hilarious. to the Game Awards website, um, they have they have a you can vote for your winners. You do take a percentage of the main voice of the main vote, but there is also a Player's Voice Award, which is a hundred percent voted on by fans, and their Game of the Year vote includes Elden Ring, Genshin Impact. God of War, Sonic Frontiers, and Stray. And last I checked, Sonic was in the lead. Genshin. Genshin shout, out to, shout out to Genshin. What a get for them. Yeah. So that's the player's voice. Today is the last 24-hour period to vote for, for that. And again, you go to thegamewards.com. You guys can create an account. You guys can vote on all the categories. There's a lot of great categories. But make sure you guys tune in on Thursday 6 p.m. Central, so I guess it's 7 Eastern, uh, 4 Pacific, same time as this show. Uh, you guys can tune in and start watching coverage for the Game Awards. It's going to be on Twitch and a lot of other platforms. I had the privilege of being a co-streamer for the Game Awards last year, uh, and so I'm not doing that this year. I didn't apply to do it. I have a lot of stuff going on, but I am going to be tuning in to watch. It's going to be uh, a great show, and uh, we're going to see some Star Wars Jedi Survivor in a brand new gameplay trailer um, this Thursday. I'm looking forward to that as well. Um, let's talk movies, guys. Mm. Um, there's a lot of ups and downs happening. We're going to go with the good, the bad, and the ugly here within the box office ups and downs. Um, you guys talked about this last week on Don't Cause a Ruckus, AJ, and that is your excitement for Avatar The Way of the Water. It is coming out December 16th. You guys talked about your impressions on it. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, when you guys infuse Step Brothers and, and Avatar, I, I thought that was that was very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Where did, where did y'all go down that? Like, how did y'all get to that rabbit trail? I just don't even get it. Uh it's just the way we work our minds are funny like, you guys are, off the cuff one of one of the best shows 
on on the network for sure. Appreciate that. I've got to say, there's there's a lot of good shows um, on the Fan Controlled Network, including uh, an incredible podcast from Mr. Stathead and Freddie Airmail. Uh, and you guys can go check out those episodes as well on all listening platforms. Or if you're watching this show, you can listen to this if you prefer to listen to it instead of seeing our faces. That's perfectly fine, too. <laughs> um, sorry. I'll end that plug there. Uh, <laughs> the good. Anyway, Avatar, highly anticipated. It's going to be hitting theaters December 16th. The bad is nothing is really coming to theaters right now to compete because they know Avatar is on the way. They're either holding off till uh, the new year, I think. Black Panther is still holding the top spot, despite Violent Knight's attempt to take the top spot. Only $13.5 million for Violent Knight's opening weekend, uh, but it couldn't dethrone the King of Wakanda in its fourth weekend at $17.5 million. Um, Black Panther still got it, apparently. Oh, um, God. It was a beautiful movie. Are you guys going to go see Violent Knight, the... the no gruesome santa claus action no. movie no <laughs> nope i'll wait for it to come on stream yep yeah. yep there it is which honestly is a happening for a lot of people because if you look over at the ugly which is black adam a lot of people mm. were just wanting to wait and watch that thing on hbo no one's going to see it in theaters it's actually losing money in the box office and uh warner brothers are claiming that the studio needs 400 to 450 million dollars in theaters just to break even so it's going to be a huge flop at the box office and it's it going to be coming be. to HBO. A good movie. Um, yeah. Are, are you surprised by, by the lack of sales for black Adam? Nope. No. Why not? Uh, I, so I have needed, my reasonings. They, they needed 600 million to make a profit. They got less than 400 million. And a, I, my big thing one, it's a DC movie, and DC live-action movies have just—they have a reputation of being stinkers. Like that's that, why I, it's I, literally it's, just rep. And like some of them are really fun if you go and see them. And I'm sure Black Adam's fun. I'm sure The Rock does a great job. But I—I I was just like, I—I I don't really like. The sad part is, you know, it made twice that if it had Marvel on the front average consumer right here this is the average consumer they just think oh it's dc it's not going to be good i'll wait That's oh no i also was like oh it's a it's a it's a dwayne the dwayne johnson movie i i i don't need to see it dwayne the yeah. dwayne johnson and I, there's I, like a lot of like great actors and actresses especially ones of like uh middle eastern descent that got their first opportunities in big movies that because of that mentality aren't going to be seen yeah, it's sad. It's it's really unfortunate, but I hope that it has a resurgence on HBO. Oh, I'm gonna try to get their money's worth over on HBO. They have a lot of great content there uh, that you can go watch right now with your subscription, and I think this is just another value add for their streaming platform. To be honest, um, I mean, I think it's just gonna draw attention to the fact that James Gunn is taking over as DC's like I think head that's of like content. Be the real I, turnaround for DC. Oh, did yeah. I go away? You're frozen. I can hear you. Oh, you're back. Oh, there it you're is. Back. Well, I was just saying that James Gunn is taking over at DC. And, uh, you know, I think this is a good opportunity for it to, like, draw attention to that. Because the dude is taking the time. He's spending a lot of, like, his time talking to the fans. Drawing up a Bible. Apparently, he has a huge Bible. Where, all like, it's all going to be interconnected. Like, even the animated shows are going to have a connection, at least some, with the live action. And they're also... Which is what DC's need. It's what yep. they needed, right? Like, that, like, that's the thing that's working for Marvel, is the MCU. Now, some would argue that Marvel is just kind of overdoing it, and they're making way too much content, and not enough space in between, and that's probably hurting them. Um, a, a lot of that's really hurting them. But... Uh, what I will say, though, is that, again, you know, the MCU, the cohesiveness of the story, that's what's working with MCU. That's what they're doing with Star Wars now over on, at Disney is they're trying to make a cohesive storyline there. So that's what DC needs to do. I think James Gunn is the right man at the helm for I that. Mean, they've also had a lot of uh, focus groups talk about the new Flash movie, and they're saying it's just as good as the Spider-Man Far From Home. So if that's what James Gunn is using, because it's an easy opportunity. The Flash is an easy erase the universe start over kind of character. 
Yep. And if it's as good as they say, this is an opportunity them for start over. They already wow. know that they have winners in Jason Momoa and Gal Gadot with Aquaman and, and Wonder Woman. And Henry Cavill and Superman. Yep. All they got to yep. do is just change up a couple things. Add yep. a Green Lantern that's people love. It's not uh, Ryan Reynolds. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I it's think, not Ryan Reynolds. With DC, James Gunn's the right move. I think Black Adam, unfortunately, was the like the last movie that still had the effect of this these string of bad movies. And like I think with James Gunn, I we all it's been, back to reputation. DC's known for making amazing animated series. So the fact that like you said, they're tying it into live action and they're creating this universe. I trust James Gunn with this universe. I trust them to tell a compelling story. And I think a lot of DC's problems has been in the writing. I think the yeah. visuals have been too dark, but you can pull that arf off. But I think their arf. writing just hasn't. You can pull it arf. Uh, it just hasn't been great. And the fact that you get these guys that like really exemplify these characters, you get your Gal Gadot's, you get your your Jason Mimosas, you get your Henry Cavill's. Like, I, I I'm fine with you know. Like, I think it'd be great keep the Rock as as Black Adam, bring him back. Like, get a new Flash. I don't know which Flash they're going with, but hopefully not the dirtbag <clears> one. Um, but like, I mean, like Ezra said, Miller is the Flash in this movie, but this is their yeah. opportunity to end it and introduce a new one. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's so that they're going to do. I honestly. think I think you like the flash, using the Flash as an opportunity to kind of restart it, start over, start fresh, start clean, and then. They really have a great opportunity to bring some some justice, if pun intended, to the DC. Uh, Kyle, I think your mic is having issues. Um, no, I, I totally agree. My my issue and the thing that bothers me about it is I feel like DC, compared to Marvel, has the better cast of characters. As far as iconic character goes, if you look at DC, you got Superman, Batman, The Flash like Wonder Woman. Yeah. These are all household names. If you look at Marvel before Iron Man happened, mm -hmm. like honestly you can just say Spider-Man. Like yeah. it, it, you can make that argument. So it's one of those things where like if the right person comes in and delivers a cohesive universe using these characters properly, like James Gunn went on to Twitter to talk about DC and the fans came out in bunches to say he asked what character have, would you like to see in the live action that you haven't seen before people mm. literally came out in bunch, bunches to say booster gold you know how like d-list of a character that is now imagine if they put booster gold as like a howard the duck type easter egg in like a superman batman movie like that cool. would people would lose their mind yeah like it's little things like that that they like I feel like James Gunn will do good because even the Suicide Squad that he took over, the one with Starro, everyone loves that. It introduced the Peacekeeper, John Cena's iconic character, which had a spinoff that also did super well that James Gunn took over. Like, just look at what he's done within the DC universe. That did well. So to have him as a whole running it after he leaves the final Guardians of the Galaxy, I think that's going to bring a lot of attention to the DC. I think it's a good way to start it over. And like I said, I'm just hoping he keeps like the good actors with the good characters. And like if Ben yeah. Affleck wants to bow out, this is his chance. Yeah. And honestly, that's that's to me is the thing, right? Like when I think of good DC movies, I think of the Dark Knight trilogy and what Christopher Nolan did with that and how good Batman was. And right now there hasn't been a staple Batman. No offense to Ben, ben Affleck. I think Ben Affleck's great. Uh, the problem is, is just there's so much inconsistency, inconsistency within the Batman world. I and the, I heard the bat, the Batman was good. With uh, the Batman was awesome. Great. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's that's what DC needs to do is like, okay, who's our Batman gonna be? Is it gonna be Henry Cavill or Henry Cavill as Superman, and then bringing back uh, the good Robert and, Pattinson? Uh, Robert Pattinson like to join him or are they going to go back to Ben Affleck? Like, what do they need to do? They just got to pick one, but well, I think Robert Pattinson does that. They've already discussed that, that Robert Pattinson is going to be his own universe type thing. Like he's uh... Batman year one. This is young Batman doing his thing and getting his way around. Get, They've already talked about that. Like, that and like that and Joker 
with um, now Lady Gaga and uh, Joaquin Phoenix, also its own universe. So they're going to keep the multiverse idea going with these yeah. like movies that have done well. So that's going to be their own thing, but they there still will be a DCU, which is part of like what the, yeah. the which and that's where are. I think it, I think to me that's where I think they go they go wrong. Like have if you want to have multiple universes, have multiple universes. Sure, that's fine, but have an established character first before you yeah. jump into the universe. No, I like, agree, hundred percent. But they've, at this point, know. they've had three different Batman's. They've also don't have a consistent Joker. Yeah, and yeah. and uh, you know, I think. Things might be looking a little bit different if Heath Ledger didn't tragically pass away. I think that would have prolonged the uh, Christopher Nolan trilogy. I think they would have had probably a different I so. direction. I think Christopher Nolan has said that he wanted to end it after Batman Rises. So I think that's one of those things where, like, if he did continue it, I think it would have been with, um, like, Christian Bale also said the same thing. I think if he did continue it, it would have been with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and he would have played a Robin Nightwing type character because yeah. that's kind of what they like kind of alluded to at the end of Batman Rises. Mm. Um, but, I, you know, I think that would have been, I think the way that one ended was perfect. Uh, I think, like I said before, this is an opportunity for them to, to start over and really do what you said and, you know, nail down and be cohesive. Like, okay, this is our flash. Like, you know, this yeah. is... Yeah. It, instead of having two flashes, like a TV yeah. show flash and like a movie flash, this is our one flash. Like, yeah. yes, we can't have the separation of the two anymore. And I love that James Gunn is taking that into consideration. Yeah. yeah. So, also, shout out real quick. Uh, I hope they bring this character into the DCU. My favorite DC character, Condiment King. Give me Condiment King. It could be for like five minutes. I don't care. Give me that goofy guy that just shoots mustard at Batman that's that make it like someone real funny like i think jim carrey's retired but like someone that could just be that Seth Rogen. maybe i could see that i i would just love condiment king for five minutes here's the casting seth rogan is calendar man and james <laughs> franco is condiment king and yeah <laughs> I love I like it. That. I like that. Also on HBO, uh, in addition to Black Adam going to be joining there very soon, obviously, by how it's playing off in the back box office, The Last of Us is yes. also going to be pulling in a lot of viewers. The new trailer just dropped. It's coming January 15th, the series. Uh, I've just got to say that I'm excited to see Pedro Pascal be a badass I, again. I again, I, I love I love him in Mandalorian. I'm excited to see him take on this new role. Uh, this series looks awesome. Um, it looks like it's going to be really good. Even if you haven't played The Last of Us games, it, it still looks like it's going to be incredible. Uh, go watch that trailer if you haven't mm. already, because it's pretty eye-opening. What did you think of the trailer, Stathead? I I'm excited there, you know, for that trailer, there was people that uh, really wanted the voice actor from the last of us to be Joel. And I get that, you know, that makes sense. But at the same time, how do you, how do you argue against Pedro? That man is taking yeah. Hollywood by storm. In yeah. my opinion, I think he's, he's king. He's, sure. he's rising up. He's getting role after role that is just knocking it out of the park. And like, even in like bad movies, like uh, what was, what was that? Uh, Robert, right? We, we can be heroes, not a great movie, but he still did a good job. He did a good job in it. Yeah. And like, I, for well, me, he that's did such a good job in game of Thrones. And then, Oh my God, star Wars. And, and then, after and that, then Mandalorian, you know, yeah. and I think that I have so much trust uh, just by that trailer alone that they'll do it all right. Anytime that you take a game and you give it the time and attention that it needs. The movie the movie adaptation is always the movie a train adaptation wreck because you're like, not you've able to do better the story with it, development. But like yeah. a, a show. A show a where show. you can really take it and like stretch it out. And especially on HBO where like you know they can like tell a compelling story over multiple seasons. I think I'm I'm willing to put faith into this show. I'm willing to think that they're, they're going to do right by the game. And they, I hope that if they're going to tell a new story, they'll do it well. Or if they're going to give us a little bit of what we already know, that's all right, too. Whatever they do, I think 
if they give it time, you know, season it well, let it let it cook. I think it's going to do really well. Yeah. AJ, what do you think? Are you looking forward to uh, Last of Us? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think HBO did a good job at like timing it, uh, especially because Walking Dead is over and just yeah. ended. And like that one was drawn out for a while. And yes. they're still drawing it out. They're bringing a Michonne Rick show, and Daryl's going to Paris. And like, there's a Negan Maggie one. And people kind of just don't care anymore. So yeah. I think this is a good opportunity for somebody to jump on the whole like post apocalyptic zombie idea. And HBO Max has the budget. And they do. They I'm do. Just I mean, they do is, right by the content, you know? If they put the same kind of effort in The Last of Us that they have with Game of Thrones, like it's going to be a phenomenal show. We yeah. know it will be. Um, also, another crazy uh, show I did, or movie I didn't think we were going to get, was Indiana Jones. And we saw the trailer for the new Indiana Jones coming next year. Harrison Ford back for one final ride as Indy. That trailer is out. Go check it out. I'm looking forward to that. They have an amazing CGI uh, deep cut with him in there where he's his younger self. It's Lucasfilm never ceases to amaze. Um, Guardians uh, Volume 3. We got the trailer for that. That's coming next summer. By the way, have you guys seen the Guardians holiday special yet? Yeah. Not like three Go, it's super good. It's really good. Uh, I never thought Kevin Bacon would uh, be in that, but he is. And he does really well. Uh, so Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, Guardians 3 next summer. Uh, and then, um, you know, another thing that, that I am honestly really looking forward to, we already talked about it, Mandalorian. Um, we also have the Bad Batch coming early next year as well. Uh, for all you Star Wars fans. So make sure you check that out. Let's get into fantasy sports, guys. Let's talk about some fantasy. We we got some stuff to talk about. So AJ and I are holding the back of the line really strong. Stathead has pulled off a miracle, and if he stays undefeated through through next week, if he will win that just next week, just got to win one more game stat. Yeah. He will be in the playoffs, my friend. After being in the last place and making the comeback. So I know you're pumped. I'm, uh, me- I'm actually nervous. Are you? I, so I'm on a two game losing streak. Uh, and I have to beat one more team. I win. I'm in. Um, unfortunately, Aaron Jones and Scary Terry are on bye. So now I'm I'm playing the waiver wire to kind of beef up my team a bit for this one last hurrah. And if I get it, I'm in. If not, I have to hope that a lot of people lose so I can maintain this this sixth seed. Yeah. And I'm trying to fight to get in the playoffs. I'm right there on the edge. I kind of need some miracle losses as well. So we'll see if that happens. And meanwhile, in our other league, uh, I'm in the number two seed. Uh, and things are going pretty good. So, uh, how are you guys doing in the pocket aces league? I think I'm dead last. I, I, I think I am last. Yeah. I have not uh, been checking that to be full transparency. Yeah. AJ AJ texted me earlier today said, Hey, fix your team. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's really a mess. Um, this year was a wild year just because, like, nobody, well, nobody expected the, the quarterbacks should. to be they were. Yeah, like the quarterbacks alone. But there were so many injuries, so many different things. I don't know. Let me ask you this. Next season, are you going to change up the strat? You guys, yeah, you guys going to rethink no. some things? Yes. Yeah. No, I'm. I, You're gonna pick Justin Tucker again at pick number one. No, nah, that's not. That's not the strat. You don't understand the madness. The strat is chaos. Chaos. Yeah. The strat is <laughs> not listening to anybody and doing what I want. And hey, I'm doing better than both of you. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So... I have a possible saving grace in the next player we're going to talk about. 
on the boss battle. And let's go ahead and dive into that real quick. Okay, we're going to dive into it. So it's boss battle time, and I wanted us to talk about OBJ. OBJ is on my fantasy team. He's been riding the bench all season long. And there's this glimmer of hope that he might be back by this Sunday, if not for the playoffs. So I just got to get the playoffs, and then hopefully – Odell Beckham Jr. will be back on a team. The question is where. So that is today's boss battle. I want to know who do you think is going to get the contract? Who's going to get OBJ? Is it going to be the Bills? Is it going to be the Cowboys? Or is it going to be the Giants? I'm going to be the Cowboys. Because he didn't pass like... Cowboys medical standards. They yeah, said the he Cowboys, wasn't like you, you, healthy you enough, right? Yeah. 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 And uh so the question is, like, he's saying he's ready, but I is mean he? I don't know. I don't know, I don't know. We'll see if a team takes a chance to just go ahead and sign him. Because I mean, do you sign him knowing that he'll he'll end up, you know? Uh, Astrophysical Anomaly says wherever Baker ends up is where he'll go. So he'll go back to the Rams, apparently, which would be interesting. I don't think that's going to happen. Honestly, I think the Bills want another threat. I I think it'd be cool to see him return to the Giants. And the Cowboys, they're being picky right now. Obviously, the the Cowboys don't need them. They dominated the other night with that 49-pointer. So what do you guys think? I mean, I I genuinely I think he should just wait till next season. Um, I think he should heal up. Don't mess anything up worse. Like if you if you go and hurt yourself even more, that's the end of your career. Whereas he still has the opportunity to like have a career, maybe like one or two more seasons worth. Yeah. And I feel like if he rushes onto the field just to play with somebody who has a chance at the playoffs, he may potentially lose more opportunities in the future um having said that probably gonna go to the cowboys uh you think so take dallas is is the winner i think so man like uh, unless someone else can convince me otherwise i don't see why he would go anywhere else i i mean i really gotta think like what is obj playing for at this point dude's 30 dude cemented a legacy dude's got a ring Dude's got a bag. Uh, is he is he playing to bump up and kind of make a case for Hall of Fame? Is he trying to play for more money? Is he trying to get a second ring where he you know finishes a Super Bowl? Like, because if so, maybe I would say I would lean Dallas and uh, Buffalo. I don't see the Giants. Maybe he would try as a Giant. But I, I think he retires a giant no matter what, to be honest. Yeah. I really do. That's where he got the start of his career. I just feel like he'll do New York that that justice. My thing is this. Do the Bills Sports Illustrated uh, posted this 30 minutes ago, and I, I could totally see it happening. Cowboys say, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're not so sure. We want to watch, make sure that you're fully rehabbed. Do the Bills say, hey, bro, we'll give you that contract right now. You just got to come out here and prove it, and we'll let you play. Do they pull that prove-it-style contract to go ahead and get in now and secure him for the postseason? I mean, that'd be smart for them to do, jump yeah. on the opportunity, but I don't think they, they'll do it. No. There's an article up on MSN. You guys can go check it out. Uh, it's also been uh, shared by uh, Sports Illustrated as well. Uh, so if you guys want to go – uh, read up on that. You can. I think the Cowboys get it, but I wouldn't. I think the Bills are a close second. That's my opinion. I don't see him going back to the Giants. But the Giants have had a heck of a year, way better than we anticipated. AJ, you say Cowboys? I still say Cowboys. Yeah, I, I, I'd go. I think Cowboys. That just feels right. Dang. So we're all leaning Cowboys. Man, it'd be cool. 
I'd be, I'd be, I'd be interested to see him. Uh, everyone knows that America's team needs needs a Super Bowl push, so uh, to stay relevant. So truth. <laughs> anyway, well, guys, that's all the time we have for this show. Uh, no voting this week. We've been having some uh, technical difficulties in the past, but next week uh, we will be back with some voting for you guys in the polls. Make sure you guys tune in to the rest of our shows this week. We've got Don't Cause a Ruckus with Sir AJ Call and Jose Ruckus tomorrow night. Uh, same time, same place right here. Uh, or not same time, sorry. It's at 8 p.m. Central. Make sure you guys tune in. Same place, though, tomorrow night. Uh, also, check out uh, Stathead's awesome podcast with the only one man with the big brain, Freddie Airmel. I'm not saying you don't have a big brain, Stathead. It's impressive as well. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think that's Freddie's got a bigger brain. He's than me. got a big brain. When it comes uh, to the numbers, Freddie's the number guy. Yeah, it, it's true. It's it is uh, it's pretty impressive the things that that man pulls out of his big brain. Um, let's go Thursday. Make sure you guys show up here before the game warrants. Tune in over here on Twitch for the fan controlled show, uh, run by Josh Makuga and the gang. Make sure you come say what's up to the homies. Uh, but, guys, this has been the M4K show this week. Uh, we will be back again next Tuesday. And um, word has it, we might have some fun giveaways, fun things to talk about next week. So tell all your friends, invite them, come on out to the show. It's going to be a good time. And until next time, we'll see you guys on the leaderboard. Peace. This has been a presentation of the fan-controlled sports and entertainment podcast network. Comment, rate, and subscribe to this feed for all of your favorite fan-controlled shows. If you'd like to create a podcast or live stream show with us, please reach out at content at fcf.io.